As we mentioned earlier this hour, COVID hospitalizations, they're on the rise again, up 18% in the month of April alone. Also increasing is school absenteeism. And unlike years gone by, unlike the past, it's not the students who aren't showing up for class. It's the teachers, the teachers who are not in class. And once again, we've got COVID to thank. Bill Tucker is the former director of the Thames Valley School Board in London. He is now with Western University's Faculty of Education and joins us now for more on all of this. Bill, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Uh, Good afternoon, Jeff. All right. Can you first off just maybe give us a bit of an update, a snapshot on the situation there in London? I've read reports in the London Free Press there that uh, COVID is, quote, clobbering schools and leaving educators and school boards, uh, schools scrambling. Well, uh, I'm happy to. I can tell you it's not just the London area. It's happening all across the province. Um, And it's just that situation where there's a confluence of different factors meeting to um, really push the attendance of education workers of all different categories uh, out of the limelight. So, uh, you know, school boards are scrambling. Um, I don't think there's anybody who could question the fact that in-class education is the best thing for students. Uh, you know, online learning was a necessity, but in classes where great things happen. And so uh, the Thames Valley Board and the London Catholic Board and boards all across the province are just bending over backwards trying to maintain kids in classes. And that means uh, if teachers are absent or lunchroom supervisors or any kind of EA, you have uh, school administrators filling the void and now you have uh, faculties of education, um, students, unqualified teachers um, applying to school boards and school boards interviewing non-qualified teachers to fill the void. So it, it is a real problem for school boards. Um, I know that some schools have had to close in this area, elementary schools, because there, wasn't, there weren't enough staff members to provide a safe learning environment for students. You know, I've got some uh, facts in front of me here, Bill, that says upwards of a one in 10 teachers in the two largest school boards there in London have been off sick simultaneously in recent weeks. And that has created uh, kind of this chaos uh, we're seeing now. And we've talked in the past about the vulnerability of the healthcare system and how that was exposed during the pandemic. Is the same holding true here for the education system and for our schools? Oh, absolutely. And uh, the removal of the mask mandate in schools has in my opinion, uh, quite added to the dilemma that we're discussing right now. And we have to remember, it's just not teachers getting sick. It's teachers who have to quarantine because a family member has come down with COVID or they are dealing with uh, a parent, an elderly parent, or there might be stress leave uh, implications. So it's not that they're just coming down with an illness, but it's the ramification, it's the extensionality of uh, illnesses either themselves or within the family. Let me ask you a bit more about that masking mandate that was dropped right after uh, March break, uh, spring break. There's been a lot of conjecture, a lot of talk about that, Bill. Was it uh, too soon? Is that what we're seeing now? And the fact uh, that this is also the subvariant more transmissible, I mean, those two factors uh, combined, uh, a dropping of the masking mandate and a more transmissible uh, variant has kind of created this quote-unquote perfect storm in schools? Well, I'm just speaking from my own perspective and my own bias. I have to admit that right up front. 
But uh, I was disappointed to see that the Ministry of Education uh, removed the mask mandate for uh, students in classes. And what you're seeing across the province in Ontario is a number of different school boards taking up that question. Uh, I know that the Thames Valley Board tonight is revisiting that question about uh, mandating masks in their their classrooms. And I know school boards across the province have had those discussions. And it's very much a broken front, which really doesn't add any clarity for parents. And we have to remember that, yes, as educators, we've been responsible for educating and providing excellent curriculum delivery to students. But the primary um, mandate of any educator is to maintain the safety of the environment for staff and students. And so personally, I would have liked to have seen mask mandate to be maintained, at least in the school environment. All right. Let me ask you about that meeting of the Thames Valley uh, Board. They could make some news here then uh, later today, later this evening, similar to what we saw in Ottawa. They're looking at uh, kind of going uh, their own way, going rogue, if you will, and mandating a mask, possibly? It's possible. Um, They're going to need the Ministry of Education to back that up, and uh, that's quite the dilemma because the ministry can... Uh, null and void board decisions if they go against uh, policy or the mandate of the ministry. So, you know, it really would be beneficial to everybody if the Ministry of Education just said, you know what, we hear you, we understand what you're saying, and let's maintain masking in, in a school. Um, so I'll be interested as a, as, <laughs> as a bystander to see uh, what the discussion entails and what the decisions of the trustees tonight for sure. Let me ask you a bit more, if I could, Bill, about uh, kind of filling the gap here with uh, so many teachers uh, not in the classroom right now due to COVID or possible COVID exposure. You mentioned a moment ago about the use of, uh, at times, they're interviewing unqualified people, unqualified uh, teachers here. Uh, What's happening right now as a bit of a stopgap measure? Well, um, as quoted in the free press that you're referring to, uh, in the 40-odd years that I've been involved with education, both in the public board and uh, post-secondary, I've never, ever experienced school boards interviewing first-year teacher candidates to fill the gap, to uh, bring into schools. There is a section in the Education Act that allows principals to bring in unqualified individuals uh, in emergency situations. And right now for school boards, I would say it's an emergency situation that you need to provide the safe learning environment for students and you need to have a qualified adult in there. And you know what? Uh, Years ago, uh, school boards did not visit faculties of education to uh, interview candidates. They started that just before the pandemic. So you could see the demographic wave coming down the highway in terms of retirements. But the pandemic is really aggravated that situation and accelerated the the need for teachers. Were you there at the Faculty of Education at Western University? Are we graduating enough teachers? Uh, Do we have a bit of a labor shortage, labor crisis when it comes to educators? That's a great question. So when I was still working at the border and the level of superintendent, faculties of education were graduating uh, one-year program graduates. And faculty of ed in Ontario were graduating about 1,500 more graduates than were necessary to fill the void due to retirement. That has completely shifted. And now with a two-year program, we're graduating half the number of graduates we did, say, 10 years ago. But what I would say, though, is that the quality of the preparation in a two-year program far surpasses that of a one-year program. 
So even though we're graduating maybe half the number of graduates per year, my experience and my perspective is that they are far better qualified, far better prepared for first-year teaching. All right. Do we know, uh, Bill, what all this means for the quality of education of our kids overall, or is that something still yet to be determined? Because I know there's quite a few parents that are concerned over the last couple of years, particularly if you've got a child who was in grade 11, the beginning of this uh, pandemic, grade 10 or 11, might be graduating and heading to post-secondary college or university, and they haven't uh, written an in-person exam in two years. Well, I've had discussions with uh, some of my former colleagues. I, you know, I'm back in the Jurassic period when I was in grade 13, and we didn't have exams. And uh, the teachers did a great job preparing us for university. Yeah, there were some blips along the way, but uh, you know what? We did okay. So I have complete faith in educators. And I can tell you from, again, my experience of the faculty of Ed at Western, the quality of candidates coming through, I have no qualms about the quality of education and public education down the road. But if I would really encourage a parent, if they have any concern about the quality of instruction, the, the, the level of uh, curriculum that their child is receiving, they call the principal, call the teacher. They need to know. They need to work with uh, parents to ensure that each child is ready for post-secondary education should they choose that path. All right. I always hated it when my parents had to call the principal, but it wasn't because of the quality of education. It was something entirely different. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> appreciate the time with us and the update. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Jeff. Take care. You too. Bill Tucker is with Western University's Faculty of Education, is the former director of the Thames Valley School Board. And you uh, heard uh, him discuss uh, what is uh, going on right now, just a microcosm, if you will, in the Thames Valley School District there in London, what's happening province-wide when it comes to uh, teachers, schools, and trying to keep uh, the classroom basically alive and active right now here in the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.